Greetings! You are falling down the cosmic rabbit hole with yours truly, Monica, intergalactic host to the stars. So you made it here today. As we spiral and hurtle through the universe with one another, I thought it would be fun to discuss something extraordinary. Today will be a continuation of a chase I've been in hot pursuit of, and it all began with the Treaty of Antarctica. Some months back, I discovered images that sparked my curiosity and began my dive into the mystery surrounding the continent. As an avid explorer of fantastic lands and books of fantasy, I became intrigued naturally. Seeing as this was on Earth, my home planet, I took to search image page and article one after another led me to speculate the impossible. What in the observable universe was going on there? I found it peculiar, an independent landmass, countries coming together to declare it no man's land, so to speak. Speculated that maybe there was more to the story, a good old-fashioned cover-up, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Aside from the structure-like formations in Google Images, there were suggestions that the land was home to pyramids built by aliens. However, those are mountain peaks. Hold that thought, though. Aliens may very well be involved. More on that in a sec. In the year 1956, a military base was stationed on the continent, and unless the penguins are trying to run up, this screams us. Could it be a defense or offense, and against what? Depending on who you ask, there's claims of alien bases just under the ice or within the mountains within cave systems. That part we'll dive into more in just a bit. Obviously, one thing led to another. At that time, I had reached a point where I was being pulled towards this at close to light speed. I couldn't take in the information fast enough, and I was so very curious. And I took to my platform on TikTok and began to talk more in depth about it. My earlier searches were around this very same time last year. I'd recommend checking out my Conspiracy Talk playlist for a bit more bite-sized information. Uh, and I had the backings of people who interacted with my post, all inquiring what is out there. Things took a turn when I discovered Admiral Richard Byrd. And that is when I fell towards the center of the earth. The theory of Hollow Earth was not completely unknown uh, concept for me, for I had seen an episode of Doctor Who who described a reptilian colony of a massive size living within the planet. I've wondered aloud a time or few if truths were hidden in things such as movies and TV shows and books. The outrageous, so sensational it's labeled as fiction, but are really fact, or maybe even if the fact is somewhat more bizarre. I had never seen, especially in a military official capacity, such a thing talked about in the real world. The book with alleged collections of Bird's diary entries were hidden and after much time opens with this. Could it be possible that down in the middle of Earth there is another Earth? That a few hundred miles away or so separated from us by ground and rock and vapor and such things there is a great country inhabited by a great race let's spiral shall we so birds flying over and noting his instruments are working fine in his plane 
is over the North Pole at this time, keeping log and accounts of any changes uh, whenever suddenly things start to look a little different. He notices that there is a craft, a UFO, flying alongside him at a pace and design unseen to him before. His instrument panel gauges were going all over the place now. Said it was like all switches, pedals, steering mechanisms were being controlled by something else. By the UFO, in fact. So they guided him a ways further and he noted new strange surroundings, temperature fluctuations, temperatures and land unmatching to the terrain he initially began over and was somewhat familiar with. It definitely was not a frozen landscape anymore. The ship had him in tow, if you will, led through into a place of incredible viewings. He reported astounding claims that yes, we share the external planet with a variety of animals, plants, and sea life, but we are not alone in our existence of intelligent life, sentient with thoughts and creations bigger than ourselves. For the interior of our planet discovered through the Arctic is filled with advanced civilizations. According to Bird, in comparison, we're actually behind a few thousand years, give or take. He noted that the city he was brought to was unlike anything he'd experienced before. The people, their spaces adorned with golds and gems. Buildings, skyscrapers that would trump even the Eiffel Tower. In the book, The Missing Diary of Admiral Richard Byrd, my exact copy is in my Amazon storefront that I have that includes the diary entries, and there's also maps and diagrams with proposed schematics of the interior world, and also how to get to it. The Arctic entrances, like the North Pole and Antarctica, are only some of the many alleged openings. A proposed map that I've seen also lists cave systems, and you may have guessed it, mountains as well as the Great Pyramids and more. Now, Bird had several expeditions and was renowned in, in the rankings. His flyovers the Arctic were daring. His discoveries paved the way for incredible feats for mankind. Much knowledge was provided on the terrains, but this is where our time with him ends for now, with a cover-up and claims of extraordinary findings. His diary entries were of the first I read at the start of my spiral. If you'd like an in-depth look at my book recommendations, I have them all linked in my Amazon storefront and you can check my show notes for those links and I'll also be talking about each of them more towards the end of the podcast. So there I was, one book and Google search after Google search into my spiral when I discovered Emerson. I must tell you now that this is a read-between-the-lines type of writing style, somewhat cryptic. The author writes of an author within the story telling the story of another man. It's kind of like bookception. (laughs) But it's beyond a doubt one of the greatest and most detailed books I've ever read. 
and account so incredible that I could dedicate an entire episode alone to the passages, but I'll get to the good stuff now. This story follows the tale of a man telling his journey going into the center of the earth with his father and lived amongst the people there and learned of their ways, customs, and the world. The setting takes place in the 1800s before any mainstream accessibility or capability was really had. Agartha, the land of immense splendor and prosperity, the home of giants, trees, giant rivers, oceans, animals, and of course people. But more importantly, the home of the sun within the earth, the smoky god as it's called, the deity of the inner world, and the proposed core of our planet. This depicted ball of fire is suspended in its center, said to be held by a gravitational anomaly. It is directly affected by the rotation of Earth and is somewhat stationary, kind of suspended in a vacuum type state, it's noted. It is like there is an eclipse, daily creating the difference of day and night. The temperature is of a moderate climate and habitable and ideal. And just below the object at its base, there is an opening which at night is said to seemingly appear lights that twinkle as if they were the stars that shine in our own skies. I know. Wow. A brief look into the history of the people within the world. They fled from the surface some time past, seeking refuge as the sun on the surface aged them and made them sick. I took the liberty of cross-comparing a lot of the writings from Admiral Richard Byrd to the depictions of the inner earth from Olaf Jansen, who this story follows in The Smoky God. The peoples took to learning of arts and sciences with rich appreciations for music and education, a devotion to helping one another lifespans extending hundreds of years. The intercontinent sounds of magic and it's proposed in some writings that Agartha is either in another realm or in the in-between. Before we wrap up this chat on this book, I'd like to read to you about one city in particular which is said to be the beginnings of the human race. Eden and Agartha the city of Eden is located in what seems to be a beautiful valley, yet, in fact, it is on the loftiest mountain plateaus of the intercontinent, several thousand feet higher than any portion of the surrounding country. It is the most beautiful place I have ever beheld in all my travels. In this elevated garden, all manner of fruits, vines, shrubs, trees, and flowers grow in riotous profusion. In this garden, Four rivers have their source in a mighty artisan fountain. They divide and flow in four directions. This place is called by the inhabitants the navel of the earth or the beginning, the cradle of the human race.
with so many details listed in this book, I hope you can see why I was captivated. There is just an incredible amount of information listed. Whatever is real and otherwise, it compels me to keep up my search. I'm currently beginning my read through the book, The Kingdom of Agartha. And once again, all of my book recommendations will be included on my website. The quickest way to get to it is just probably in a UFO.com and you can click on the links tab. The Kingdom of Agartha follows another explorer who sets sail and just maybe a hundred or so years apart from the story of Olaf Jansen and the Smoky God. I'll of course again be cross-comparing the stories to see of any similarities, differences, and more. The Book of Earths is a fascinating read as well. This covers many theories with various maps and diagrams and accounts of even more mystery. The Book of Earths is also very fascinating because it has a plethora of different theories from Atlantis to Hollow Earth to different creation stories and different theories on the universe and how it came to be. There are so many things in that book that I still haven't had the opportunity to unpack, but as I do, I'll be coming to my platform such as TikTok to spread the word, if you will. Could there be more? I feel this is just the tip of the cosmic iceberg. As I mentioned, this story, this theory, this fairy tale, whether fact or fiction or whatever in between, whichever blurs the line or leans more towards one or the other, has been in various histories and legends and writings throughout time. Yes, this is something that is talked about in the modern day with the ability for a lot more open communication. However, throughout time, whenever there was no social media, whenever there was no other way to really spread too much information, especially something as sensational as this, the slim the similarities are astounding. Again, I ask, could there be more? I truly feel that this is just the tip of the cosmic iceberg. We may never know for sure, but we can imagine indefinitely. Imagine new worlds and old worlds and possibilities. We can look past what we can see. Whatever we think can very well be real. And all of the fantastic things that are shown, that are depicted in writings and in movies that are talked about in podcasts like this, that are shared in simple conversations, which much complexity creates something beyond the human experience, beyond the now, timeless and intriguing and captivating. 
I like to think anything is possible. So this marks the very first episode of my podcast. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to be able to expand my space to welcome in the curious and the weird and share it with you. I started this journey of mine two years ago by simply downloading an app and since then the people like you who take the time to listen and to send me kind messages and talk about all of the theories and all of the things from books to things a little bit more far out. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this and all of the constant encouragement. I never thought I was capable of doing anything like this. I believe in many things, but it's something entirely other to believe in yourself. So, there's always so much more to get into. But for now, I'll leave you with this. Keep your mind and your eyes open because you never know what incredible part of the universe wants to present itself to you. In an ever-expanding universe as well, there is always more to discover. There is always more to think about. Every night, there is always a new dream to dream and a new idea to make a reality and a new way of thinking about a reality. This podcast is brought to you by all of the contributors who have supported this from its beginning. Every message, every share, every purchase from my website or donation made makes this possible. You can find me here on Patreon and TikTok at Probs and a UFO and Instagram and YouTube at Mons and Space. To support directly, I have my information on my website with how you can contribute to the continuation of my work. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for the all of the encouragement. And I am so excited that this passion project of mine is coming into the real world for you and I to exchange even more with one another, our thoughts, our own perspective, realities, and universes, and coming together is just truly stellar. Again, my website is probablyinaufo.com. You can find informational links to a lot of different resources um, besides other ways to contribute uh, to me. I have a lot of environmental protection uh, organizations listed there, a lot of things for mental health and well-being, 
I have all of my book recommendations and so much more listed there. Please consider subscribing to my Patreon, and I hope that you have a stellar day.